It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. Glasgow have come to the sports ground and given Connacht a bit of a hammering. In this evening's podcast, we're going to have Lindy McKenzie and Dave Finn. But prior to that, we're going to hear what Nigel Carolyn, returning to the sports ground for the first time since he joined Glasgow in the summer, had to say to William before the game. There's a lot of similarities between Connacht and Glasgow. Both have a, an appetite to, to play with ball in hand and try and play fast rugby. And, you know, very much is dictated by the weather. And, uh, look, we, we have an opposition today. We've, you know, Connacht are, are going really well. And I said, we're, we're going reasonably well. And I think, uh, I think what you'll see today is, is, is a real open game of rugby that's, uh, that should be a nice spectacle for, for, the, for the fans. And after those thoughts from Nigel... Here's what happened during the game with Danny Deegan. Okay, Danny, 20 minutes gone. Glasgow leading 12 points to seven. Bit of a ding-dong battle. Yeah, it's very back and forth. Um, Glasgow doing, taking, their, taking every opportunity to slow the game down. Um, when Connick decide they actually want to hold on to the ball, uh, we get a, get a few phases together, we are doing damage. Um, it's just we need to, need to be better in defence. Okay, Danny, that was a, a 56 minute half. That was an awful long time. That second 20 minutes seemed to take forever. But Connacht are losing by 17 points to 10. But in effect, they'd be happy considering how badly they're playing. Yeah, we just can't get our line out going. And uh, last week it was a scrum. In the last 20 minutes now, it's the, it's the line out this week. I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple of changes at halftime because we've, we've thrown away a couple of chances in that first half. Uh, yeah, Glasgow are really, really slowing this game down. I'm not really surprised they're 50 kilos heavier this thing in the pack. Um, so, yeah, they'll take every opportunity to slow this game down. They will indeed. Okay, we'll talk again in 60 minutes with hopefully some better news. Clock has stopped on the far side. It started, didn't start after half time, it's now stuck on 54. We think it's about 60 minutes, and Glasgow have just scored uh, another try. Connick got it back to 20 all after getting a try and a, conver- a try of conversion and a penalty. And Glasgow now have got a try in the corner with Paul Boyle in, in the bin. So it's been all exciting in this. We think 20 minutes on the second half. Yeah, but it's been a lot. It's a, been a lot quicker half this 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 half. Um, Connick has sorted out their line out issues. Um, Dowling has come on. Uh, We've actually stolen our line out, and he's, he's doing well, he's, he's carrying well. Um, yeah, it is a pity that we've just let in a try. Okay, Danny, that was pretty uh, that was pretty disappointing, it has to be said, for the first decent crowd in the sports ground since pre COVID. Um, very poor from Connacht. Yeah, it was very poor. Uh, I thought in the second half when they first came out that we friend had given them a good chance. We looked like we were going right, and then just we seemed to lose confidence in what we were doing. Um, as I said before the match, if, if we focused on that and kept it, I thought we were going to be okay, but they just didn't seem to. Um, I, I think Ford actually had a he, he had an okay game, but probably just needed some backup coming off the bench. Like it's a very tough ask to his first pro start coming up against Glasgow, who are not 
<laughs> Almost a fully loaded Glasgow. Yes, um, and it showed today because they bullied us. They bullied us. They slowed the game down. They bullied us off the ball. They they just bullied us in the rooks, and we didn't get any quick ball, and they did. Um, it was very frustrating to watch. And now we have the, the thoughts of Andy Friend and Sammy Arnold in the post-match press conference. Uh, Sammy, yeah, we just spoke to Andy Friend there. Obviously, he's really disappointed. I presume that's just echoed in the camp. Everyone's feeling a bit down after that one. Yeah, it's, everyone's pretty flat now. It's pretty terrible from us. We know that. Um, uh, everyone's probably just got to go away and look at themselves individually. And um, I think we have a six-day turnaround before Ulster and... Um, there's a few things that definitely need to be addressed um, immediately, I say. Can you talk about things that need to be addressed? Uh, you fought back well after half time. Maybe even fortunate to be level at that point. It was a real opportunity to kind of, you know, make amends. Yeah, definitely. I think we were uh, lucky to be close enough at half time. Um, it felt like we couldn't really get a foothold into the game for whatever reason. I think their line out defence was pretty good. Um, we struggled to get a clean ball there. Um, and then physically, I think they just dominated us um, all around the pitch, to be honest. It's funny because last week, I mean, bar the scrum, uh, the staff and say scrums, uh, you know, Connacht really played well this week. Great performance from the scrum, but a lot of other things go wrong. So it must be harder for you guys to really get a hold on what's going wrong when it's different things each week. Yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, it seems to be for the last three weeks anyway, it seems to be something different every week. And that's probably the most frustrating thing. Um, um, I won't know exactly how to look at it until I look back over the game and kind of get a different feel for it. When you're out there, it can be just kind of frustrating and um, you can have the blinkers on a bit. So I'll, I'll have a look back over it and be all well and um, see if we can tighten things up quickly. I know when Nick Berry was asking you to to uh, not talk to him towards the end, uh, you were frustrated, I'm sure, but obviously it's your perspective. What's your thoughts afterwards on some of the decisions that went against you? Um, uh, initially I felt like we we want to play kind of a fast brand of rugby and there was maybe a few things around the breakdown um, but look again I could be wrong on that Like that's how it felt maybe it was our clean outs that weren't good enough but my initial thought in the game was and it could be wrong I felt like it was just a bit messy maybe that was us maybe that was a few unlucky calls I don't know but um, we want to play fast and um it was frustrating, I think. Um, but we've probably got to look at ourselves first and um, fix that if we can. What's your, if you just to finish, what, is there one thing that you would say you could focus on between now and Ulster? What would it be? Um, it's got to be our breakdown and our collisions. Um, is a, if you strip it all back, it's a very simple game. Um, Glasgow won all the collisions today. They won pretty much all of them. They played off them. Um, had fastball and scored. Um, we can make it complicated if we want, but if we're not going to win collisions, we're not going to win. Andy, I mean, there's a lot of mitigating circumstances on a fixture like this with the players you're missing, but then the manner of the defeat obviously stands out. It's a heavy, heavy loss at home. Yeah, I see. I don't think there are mitigating circumstances, Rob. Like, you know, I keep saying we want to be a team that's got depth. We gave opportunity today. Uh, I thought we were right, but on that performance... We obviously weren't, and credit to Glasgow, they were way, way, way better than we were today. What was disappointing, though, mate, was was just the lack of energy and the lack of spark and the, you know, the stupidity of some of the, some of the penalties we gave away. We we just kept giving them access into the game, and 
um, areas that have functioned well for us before just didn't function today. So no, there's no excuses, Rob. It's just that's unacceptable, that performance. We felt uh, Nick Berry had a good game, maybe inconsistency for the officials on our side might be the only minor criticism. But yeah, I, I get the feeling you're not going to be kind of pointing the finger at officials say you're more frustrated at your own team for those mistakes. Yeah, no, officials, they can only referee what they see. And uh, we gave them enough negative pitches to, to penalise us however many times they penalise us. So no, nothing against Nick Berry's team. I thought, you know, them in Glasgow were fine. Um, it was just yeah. absolute one. At the start of the season, Andy, like we focused on it. I don't know how much you focused on it, but you know, six of Connacht's 18 games in this league are against interprovincials, puts them at a real back foot. But when you're losing home games to the Dragons and now Glasgow, games that you want to win, they're critical, aren't they? Yeah, they are, mate. I said it. And, you know, it's, you know, we all felt in, in the team um, really flat after the Dragons' performance. Um, this one supersedes it, to be honest. I think we were worse. We were worse today, and I I hate saying that, and and I wear that. You know, I'm the head coach at the end of the day, so I've I've got to look at what got us to that state where I thought we were ready to go, but we obviously weren't. Um, and you know to have a, a reasonably packed house there, uh, Tina and Halloran's two hundredth game, Carl Ford's first game, so many big things to play for. Garrett, our, our head. Um, Physio leaving, it's his last game today. So many things to play for, and we delivered that. So, yeah, it's really disappointing, Rob. Yet it was still 2020. Brilliant turnaround either side at half time, 54 minutes, games in the balance, turned on the yellow card. Yeah. Um, but again, I, th- I actually thought at half time we were very fortunate to be only 17 10 down. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, there was a, a few very stern words said at half time. I thought our the, the messaging from our coaches was was very very good. We got a spark, but we didn't hold the spark. Um, yeah, and then the yellow card, you know, fourteen points comes off the back of that, and the rest is history. Just to push again though, like you you are down obviously two out halves. You're down three tight head props. I mean, you know, people would probably be surprised to see that you're not pointing that you're missing the five lads with the Irish international team. There's been a lot of disruption. Yeah, but again, we you know we say we want to be the team that wants to be competing for silverware, and teams that compete, compete for silverware, they've got depth, and and when players get opportunity, they take it. And uh, yeah, there's there's other teams who have are missing players at the moment as well. So I I don't I don't want us to be looking at that as an excuse. It, it can't be an excuse if we're going to continue to grow as a province. We can't have that as an excuse. You know, nor can we be happy being the honourable losers as you know, the last couple of games. So um, I'm really proud of the fact we got into the top 16 in, in Europe, but we parked that this week and this was about URC and we, we were in a healthy spot leading into this game, but a win was crucial for us. And we all knew that, um, but we didn't get it. So uh, next week becomes so, so important for us now. How much of this is a mindset as well? Just like it's, it's easy to say this, but the body language under the post a couple of times... Just when things turn against this team in the last couple of weeks, the heads have gone down. We felt, I mean, your perspective on that. No, you're right. You know, you're right. We, you know, we addressed it at the front end of the game, just talked about celebrate the moments. And, and if moments don't go well, which they will happen in a game of footy, remind each other how good you are. Um, and that's another area that we, we're going to need to focus on. And, and uh, you know, we, we missed a couple of key individuals who normally give us that energy. 
Um, we didn't have them out there today, but that's for other blokes to step up into that void. And uh, yeah, there'll be a lot of reflection upon that, Rob. Six day turnaround then at Ravenel now. It's an awful tough fixture with, uh, with this defeat as well. It is. Yeah, we've just made it harder for ourselves, actually. Um, and if we play like that, yeah, they'll put 60, 70 on us. Okay, Dave, that was uh, that wasn't great, was it? It was the scoreline, and I expected when I saw the team. Um, we don't have the depth of other teams. Um, remember, there are eleven Glasgow guys away with Scotland, and they picked twelve internationals, and not just twelve guys who had got a cap maybe six years ago. We're talking about four or five guys who are involved in the Auto Nations. So these are guys who still think they've got very much a chance of maybe getting into a Six Nations squad now under... Uh, well, actually talking about their Six Nations squad, four of them came back. Yep. So that's it. And we got, uh, we have a guy at this, we have a guy away in Portugal who has no chance of playing the Six Nations because he's not there to play in the Six Nations. So, you know, thanks a million there, Andy. But uh, no, it, it was, it was the, it was the, it was the scoreline I, I, I feared when the teams were announced. It was a performance I feared when the team were announced. At times, and then, but what makes it even more frustrating is that it's another uh, last, it's another last quarter collapse, and we are scarily bad at those. Um, you showed me something not that, that uh, about five minutes ago, which basically says if we lose the final quarter, irrespective of what the score is going into that, we lose the game. Um, so that's worrying. It was twenty all. Paul Ball gets a yellow card. Don't actually know what it's for. I'm not saying it's not the yellow card. I'm just saying I don't actually know what it was for. Um, I believe it was for he went after the ball a second time. He got the ball, got blown off, went again. You cannot do that. It's like being a second person. Oh no, in. no, 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 no. That's perfectly fine in terms. I'm not sure if that can be because I thought it was too far out for a yellow card. But hey, I'm not the referee. Um, and then it just all kind of then everything you thought could happen did happen. I thought that. Glasgow with a better team I thought they might collapse when Ali Kebble went off because he was superb I mean for a loose I mean geez, he is he is a tall Dennis Buckley <laughs> That's a, he's a very heavy Dennis Buckley tall big he's Dennis he's Dennis Buckley if Dennis Buckley was the height he's supposed to be um and that's a compliment believe me that is seriously a compliment to anybody from Glasgow listening he was very good he went off they weren't happy about actually him going off seemed to also kind of motivate them they were not happy what happened there it's what I would have expected it's kind of kiboshed the season to a certain degree because uh, it's, it, it's, it's now no longer in our own hands these are the type of games you have to win we've lost too many it's a, it's a hangover from last season I think we have to look at it in a wider context we still cannot make this place a fortress even with people here we thought it was going to come down to fans there's more to it there is a lack of there's a clear lack of depth and that's not down to nobody went out there and didn't try the thing we were most scared about was the scrum and it went really really well it's unfortunately other things didn't go well and everybody did put their hand up and they tried to do something but overall as a collective it was a bit yeah <laughs> yes Lindy it wasn't it wasn't pleasant it was very reminiscent of the Dragons game here early on in the season um, it's the first time Connacht haven't performed in quite a while yeah, but I do think you have to look at the me being the person who sort of always tries to sort of come not come up with excuses, but look, let's face it, yep, they've come off the back of a, um, a Heineken Cup, which was a little bit disappointing as well, so to speak, over in France, um, but also successful in the fact that they'd qualified. They come home here. We know this is a difficult season. There are COVID cases. There are illnesses. There are people who are injured. And you're going to, when you're a team like Connor, you are looking at, you know, 
players who are not experienced up against a side that Dave said, what was it, 12 internationals? 12 12 internationals. Okay, so there you have, do they have any players who had never had a start before? We had Cahill Ford. And I'm not saying anything... I'm, I'm not. He saying, played very well. I'm, exactly, but he's he's inexperienced, and he's also got players around him. Some of who would never have even played with him before. Probably only trained this week for the first time together. Okay. We haven't seen much of Lever for future around. You know, Greg McGrath. I think we saw him last week, and he he did a fine job, and he's back there again. You know, we don't know the effect that might have had on him. Actually, to be honest, playing on his very first Heineken Cup with Connacht and coming back and having to you know produce the goods again. You know, Dennis Buckley obviously has been has been sorely missed. He came on in, as a, as a sub in the second half. But look, if you put it all together, we're not looking at a Connacht team, the Connacht team that we have got used to playing. And I think they're not used. Some of those players are not used to playing with each other. And so I think we do. I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying we have to look at a bigger picture. And the fact that Cahill Ford has now got his first cap is going. You know, and he's a local player and he's a Corinthian. It's going to stand to Connacht in the future. And that's very important so I just don't think yes it's disappointing we are going to struggle now but I think during a whole season when a lot of teams have struggled let's put it into perspective yeah I agree because they weren't that far off their first team getting those four guys by getting those four guys back from from, um, Scotland had a a huge impact on them that was pretty close to their first team back so and they destroyed us in the line out Uh, they just took practically every ball we had the first time we won a clean line out was the first line out of the second half I believe properly full on clean attacking line out and we scored a try and had we had that in the first half maybe things might have been different but I, I don't think so I think they were able to step up a pace that we couldn't quite live with but um but you just need to look at the number of international caps they had on compared to compared to Connacht. I mean, you're, in, in some ways you're talking about this vastly experienced team, you know, who did come here and there was a good reason why they came here. They know they, they knew they were coming here to win. And well done to Nigel Carolyn, obviously, which, who was lovely, lovely to see Nigel again coming here on a successful level. Just a pity it had to be against us. Yeah, yeah, and they still haven't quite got over the fact that we beat them in the semi-final in 2016. That's what I get a feeling. We've only beaten them once in in all that time. Um, So, yeah, pretty disappointing. Um, Not much else to say about the game, really. I don't think we can say a a whole heck of a lot about the game. Oh, There's one thing. That is the most (laughs) intercessions by a touch judge I have ever seen in a game. There were four that I could count for, and all four were against Connacht. Yes, and the other thing was the length of the game. The first, the, the game took almost two hours from start. It started at five to three, and it finished at uh, nine minutes to five. Yeah, that, there, there's so many reasons for that. I thought, to be fair, Nick Berry was was good. I don't have to agree with every single decision he made, but I thought in general, and especially his work with his TMO was really, really good. Because I could listen to it. Thanks to uh, thanks to the boys. Um, I think I think though there is one thing. I think there is still. Um, this, this is something I. No, I might hold on to this for for a down week because this is something I think I'm going to be very much against everybody else in the party. Okay, okay, we leave that there. By the way, we we have to say Glasgow were excellent. They were very, very good, really efficient, really good at what they did. Went after us in the right ways at the right times. Got away with some 
good stuff, slowing our ball down. They produce really quick ball. We had, you know, we just didn't have the same sort of speed in the thing, so they bullied us and and, and they um, they bullied us at Rook and, and Mall time for the most part. So they were excellent and well worth the win. Question: I will disagree with you on Mall time. I think they bullied us very much at the Rock, absolutely. But I don't think they bullied us. the two things again. I would have thought that we would have been really struggling with with that pack, um, given that the oomph of Richie Gray. I mean, wow, he's big. Um, but uh, they didn't really kill us at the scrum, which I was surprised by and delighted by. Well done to Greg McGrath and, and Jordan Dodd the starting props. And Dennis and Tizi came on. They didn't get us at the mall until the very end, but where they did. And this is, what, this is where a big problem, because everybody's doing it, we are getting creamed at the rock. I thought, I actually, I thought that um, they could have been penalised quite a lot more at at the breakdown. I thought they were very slow to move, and they were and they were allowed to, you know, they, I don't think it, but they were pinged half enough actually at the breakdown. But that said, look, they are a very good side. I'd say they're well they're well practiced in some of the dark arts of, of rugby. They're vastly experienced, and you know, they were they were actually superb. They were superb tonight, and you know, um, and also their backs are they're very <laughs> they have some lovely backs, don't they? Um, Lovely. The sound of Paris is really, really good. I'm surprised actually that Stein and Tui Paludu, the only person I know who's half Samoan and half Greenock. Um, yeah, that's they're the lovely centres. We're surely that man is in his sixties at this stage. He's still, he's still, he's still keeping going. He's been around for a long, long time. Um, George Horn comes. George Horn, who's probably the forgotten scrum half in Scotland. Uh, Young Smith, the fullback, very good, and the two wingers. Great finishes. I mean, look, Glasgow, if you're listening to some Glasgow, you've got great backs and you've got dicks of forwards, but that's what you need. Yeah, they were well, excellent. I think we should actually just look at the positives anyway. Yes, yes, positives absolutely. We had positives for Connacht now. Positives for Connacht. We had a full sports ground, or close to a full sports ground. Great to see the supporters back here. They really add something to the occasion. Just a pity it wasn't the right the right result for them today. We also had Turner O'Holloran playing his 200th cap, and we have to remember Turner O'Holloran. Turner O'Holloran is a local boy, never moved from Connacht, one club team, played for Gorwegians, played for Connemara, and now Connacht. I mean, 200, 200 games, you know, for a pro rugby player is a hell of a lot, mm. what it does to your body. Now, we all know Turnan, he's... He's had his, you know, he has he's had his ups and downs, like like every person in every in every you know occupation. You know, we have our ups and downs, and he's had his fair share of them. But he's always come back. He's a very intelligent, he's a very intelligent player as well. And I think his his contribution to Connacht, even for the younger players, to show that you know you can you can succeed by playing for Connacht and I think he's the epitome of that and the other player is Cahill Ford and I would say this about Cahill that he's got going to have huge potential but there's an interesting there's something interesting about both Turnan and Cahill as their fathers both their fathers work for the Bank of Ireland and we all know Tom unfortunately God rest him who passed away but Turnan's father Aidan obviously the two of them would frequently be on a, at away matches together so the two of them were great travellers together, they've always supported Connacht and I have to confess they were, I have spent some nice time in their company on away travels and they've always been most hospitable because you have to remember that the Bank of Ireland was a sponsor for a long long time so obviously, and those two men have always taken, I mean like it's because of them that those two, we have those two players probably out there on the pitch today Lovely stuff, the last thing I want to, to finish on is, is 
not only were the crowd back today, but Connacht provided us with food, the media with food and drink for the first time in, since, since COVID started. And we got into the tent behind the, the supporters' tent. That was my first time in there. It was my first time in there as well. Um, and I was pleased to see all the tables with the stats on there that I provided. Oh, little pat on the back for myself. I don't do that very often. Um, but more importantly, more importantly, thank you, Lindley. <laughs> more importantly, the quality of the food was tremendous as a celiac I just said no you probably don't have anything for me but no one came back and they had gluten free food for me which was brilliant and the, the two girls who were serving us were fantastic and it was it was really really good and I don't know the name of the, of the lady who gave us out the drink tickets I will have to find out um, she was lovely she was excellent and made sure all the media were well looked after and properly looked after and um, just say well done Connacht that was great thank you very much Oh, absolutely. It was very, very good. Can I just say there's only one thing better than 200 caps, and that's 201 caps. Welcome back, Dennis. Absolutely. Dennis Buckley and someone else is going to get 200 caps in the very near future. He's playing number nine today, but we'll talk about him in a couple of weeks' time, hopefully. OK, folks, I think we'll leave it there. Um, we're finishing off in a slightly better form than we started it anyway. Well, I am. <laughs> it's, it's still only, it's only ten past six. It's only ten past six. Actually, we might finish off with some... I'm going to nip down to Marty Rabbits because Marty Rabbits is open again and I'm going to nip down to Marty Rabbits and see what the fans thought of that game. Okay, we're in Marty Rabbits. We're in the, the clan room in Marty Rabbits. We've got Sinead and Fiona. Isn't it brilliant, Fiona, that we're in the clan? In the, and we're all together and we can talk and have a drink and it's just back to normal. Yeah, it's good to be back and have a bit of normality. I would be one of the ones a bit fearful of things. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but, actually, um, today was great. It was just great to be able to see people and not worry about going to another table to talk to people. And the atmosphere is just unreal. It's hard to hear people. <laughs> it is, yeah. It is a bit tough in here, so I won't do too much recording because it is so noisy. But, Sinead, it was great also to see the, the sports ground with so many people in it today as well. Yeah, it was great. Like, it queues are back which I know is a bit of a pain but like it's also queues are back there's people back like you can't just walk out and get a cup of coffee or tea or pint in 30 seconds like we could a couple of weeks ago the bathrooms there's a queue the kids are back at half time like even beforehand when I was walking in all the kids were outside they were obviously gathering them all and all you could hear was the noise and the cheer like it's just great to have them back like so it is is. it's just it's it's so wonderful it's just a pity about the result but we, we won't talk about that. We, we talked about it enough earlier on in the podcast. We don't need to worry about it now. But you know, what, what result? What result? But the other thing is, like, how excited are you about the Leinster game? The fact that we're going to play them three times in four weeks, but the fact that we're in the last 16, how excited are you about that? Yeah, can't wait. Um, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, Leinster's the worst team you can get, but I'm really excited because I think Leinster underestimate us at times. Um, so I know we have to play them three weeks in very close time, but I think, yeah, it's going to be good. And it's a challenge we need because we up ourselves for Interpost. And I know same team three weeks in a row, but it gives us a chance to prove ourselves. Um, especially like hopefully we'll have our internationals back as well full strength team and I really hope they put out a full strength team so that there's no complaints no one's saying oh Robbie Hinchy wasn't playing or who or this or that wasn't they put out two full strength teams and let them go head for it longer and just go for it like, excellent, yeah. excellent with the Six Nations on next week are we expecting to see any kind of players in the Irish team? good question Jesus, it's hard to tell um with Andy, I think he could do anything. So, like, 
I'm not gonna lie, like my Connacht hat is like, no, play none of them, release them all back. We'll take them all for length. But then I'm like, oh no, like Jack deserves a chance and you know, so do a couple of the other lads. But I like I wouldn't even es- try to guess what he could put out next weekend. It could be anything like so good. As long as Ireland win, that's all we care about. Well yeah. And Connacht. And Connacht, of course, of course, of course. We up to Ulster next weekend. So yeah. So we'll have some more podcasts during the week, as always, folks. And um, we'll be doing this as a regular feature, coming down to Marty Rabbits after a game, home game especially, and getting a chance to come and talk to us. So keep an eye out for us. We're around, and um, we'll talk again soon. Loose, cut it loose. Break out or nothing changes. Sad and confused. Don't wait until...